Why, that can mean only one thing, and that Cousin Rick is calling in from Needham, Massachusetts, with Rick's Tech Talk. Good morning, Archie. Good morning, Cousin Rick. How are you today? Okay. Oh, I see you got the teletype going there again. Yeah, well, I'm getting the latest news off the teletype. Oh, wow. Can, Who could it be? Yeah, I've just ripped it off out of the machine. All right. Yeah. And uh, do you have a right of the week for us? Oh, we've got a right of the week. Let me just go to the news desk from the newsroom there. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the ride of the week is something that you'll enjoy. It's the Mini Cooper S, S-E, the Mini EV, the electric Mini hmm. from uh, BMW Mini. And so uh, it's all electric, and uh, it's uh, a special edition. You get all these special colors and it's got uh, these accents on the wheels and on the mirrors that are they call electric yellow. I would call it chartreuse. It looks <laughs> more like a, a yellowy chartreuse. Mm. But uh, and it's, uh, mm. it drives like a mini. You know, it, it's fun to drive. It's really fun to drive. It's like a you know a go kart. The car is solid. You you know take tight turns and. Uh, they give you all kinds of options for the way you want to drive it. You can you can go uh, what they call the mid-level, which is like normal driving. Then you can go green, which kind of slows the response to the throttle to uh, give you longer battery life and range. And then you can go to green plus, which if you go to green plus, you can't turn on the air conditioning mm. and other uh, features that would uh, draw down the battery even more. And then, uh, of course, you can go into a sport driving mode. And with the sport driving mode, you can uh, really uh, rack it around and have a good time. And uh, the only drawback to this car is that the the range is only 110 miles. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want a performance electric car... This is the way to go, but I think most people who want to buy an electric car want range, range, and more range. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but the uh, let's see, you can uh, get the, the charging works on the uh, the home charger that you would get the level two charger at two hundred forty rolls. Mm-hmm. That takes five hours to charge, but if you uh, just plug it into a one ten outlet it takes up to 40 hours to charge but the the charger itself has an option an extra option on it rather than getting the level two charger in your house if you had a 240 volt outlet you can get a fast charge of uh oh let's see in uh i gotta check my notes here in eight hours Mm. So that's not too bad. You can charge it up overnight. Right. And if you go to a fast charger at like a rest stop or another area on the interstate, you can get an 80% charge in 36 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the starting price on the BMW Mini electric, the EV, it's 29900 That's for the 
the well the bare bones version has a lot of options already built in then the mid level is 33900 and the one that uh, we drove was the high end uh BM uh, high end mini for 36900 but you got to keep in mind that because it's an electric plug-in and it's fairly new, you can get $7,500 back from the federal government in tax incentive, plus whatever incentive your state might have had, might have. And uh, um, part of the, uh, the reasoning behind what BMW did is because the range is limited, they have a smaller battery to keep the car light to get more handling performance. So we'll have to see how that pans out. Right. And uh, let's see, in, in addition to the range, there's no AM radio. Hmm. I don't know why, but it seems like it'd be more software. But even though there's no AM radio, you could probably stream your favorite AM radio over the internet and put that on the car's audio system. So there's more than one way to skin a cat. There is indeed, yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you're into Mini Coopers and uh, electric vehicles. Yeah, well, the Mini Cooper, it's uh, it's kind of like a cult car. Right. You know, we we yeah. have a neighbor in Otis Beckett country that has a uh, two of them, and she runs around and does all kinds of stuff. Well, she was until the, the virus hit. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. All right. Uh, well, do you have any other automotive news for us? Of course. Why, uh, huh, there it is. Is that it? Bronco, Bronco, That's what I thought. I knew that was coming someplace. Bronco, Bronco, Bronco <laughs> All right, well. Uh, okay. Bronco. On that note. <laughs> that is the word of the day. And the, the old TV show Bronco starring Ty Harden. Mm-hmm. He played Bronco Lane because he got his name because he could handle any horse right but ford just announced yesterday that the ford bronco is back they're going to have the formal announcement uh next monday the 13th but they kind of have teaser commercials running around now and it's going to be a a four-wheel drive it's a four by four they're going to have three versions to start with a two-door where you could take off the roof and the windows and and uh, you know go off road, then a four door, which is more of a luxury end, and then a sport, which is more of a, a crossover type vehicle. And uh, they're also going to have uh, it's kind of a another cult car. They're going to have around the country what they call four off road. Rodeos, off rodeos, they call them. They're going to be four mm. areas where you can go and have off road adventures with your Bronco and also learn about the features of the car and how to use them. It's mm-hmm. kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have more details next Monday. Right. And right. Ford is saying the car is built wild. <laughs> I hope that's not their quality control. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course, I also, have to ask, uh, you know, if they're going to come out with an O.J. Simpson edition. For yeah, that's slow, what it, it occurred speed. to me, if they'll have a white O.J. version. And uh, I wonder if their marketing people factored that in. But maybe they figure their audience 
doesn't even remember that. Well, you might be right. <laughs> you know, the older you are, that's not their audience anymore. Yeah, that's true. Or their uh, demographic, I should say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, anything else you have for us today? Well, automotive-wise. Oh, more automotive, okay. Yeah, more automotive. Uh, BMW, uh, again, they are going to what they call like a subscription mode. In other words, with adaptive uh, features like adaptive cruise control, smart headlights, uh, active suspension, and even seat heaters, they... Across, to save costs, what they're looking to do is put a lot of these features in the car, but not turn them on. And so if you want them, they would charge you a subscription monthly to use them. <laughs> and uh, this way, the, the initial car, price of the car would be lower, and they might take a hit on putting all this equipment in the car, but then they'd make it up with the monthly subscriptions. And although I think that uh, they may get a lot of pushback on this from uh, parsimonious drivers <laughs> like uh, you and I, but I think maybe they can hit a compromise. In other words, put the hardware in and just turn it on with software, which is what they've been doing for a while anyway, and just charge you a one-time charge to put the feature in the car hmm. or to activate it. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. You know, I mean, it might be, you never know, because, I mean, some of the features might be something that you just want. I don't know, you're going on vacation. There's some special thing. I don't know, you're going off-road or something, and you just want this feature for, you know, a week or a month. Well, that's part of their plan. Right. Yeah. You must have been reading the press release. <laughs> I guess so. Well, you know, it's like that thing with phone service, you know, like if you're going to be going, you know, doing international traveling and you want the international package. Yeah. And then after the month, you dump it. Or else, like, if you're going on a long trip, uh, you can activate the active cruise control. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that is interesting, though. Interesting idea. Okay, anything else you have? Oh, you didn't ask me if we got a Musk Minute. Oh, I forgot about the Musk Minute. (laughs) Well, last week we had the Musk 15 seconds. We got the uh, the Musk half minute here. Okay, okay. Okay, and uh, the... uh, Boring Company, B-O-R-I-N-G, another one of Musk's companies, Mm -hmm. they've been working with Hyperloop, another uh, concept that uh, Musk has updated. And they've had four competitions in the past to develop pods that would be shot through these vacuum tubes for high-speed transportation. And so they've announced the fifth wave of this competition but there's no date set for it yet because of the pandemic. Mm. But they've uh, they've used straight tubes before to test these vehicles, and now Elon is saying that uh, they need something a longer stretch of tube than one that curves in order to accelerate these tubes to higher speed and also subject them to real world uh, turning and g forces. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at something maybe 10 kilometers long, which is uh, 6.2 miles. So that uh, that's in the future, but there's no uh, definite uh, schedule as to when that might be. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, usually, uh, you know, Musk's schedules are 
you know, erroneous anyway. So I guess that's right. Just, so if he has no schedule, it, uh, it could take a it's long probably time. better. <laughs> right. Okay. Anything else you have today? Yes, we, we do news from NASA every once in a while, and we right. mention the pandemic, but the Perseverance lunar rover is scheduled to be launched in a launch window beginning July 17th, and we've talked about uh, this vehicle going to Mars before, but with the pandemic, even JPL, uh, the, the team working on the, the mission, 90% of them are working from home. Mm. Okay, and there are there are uh, essential personnel that still go in to run some tests on systems and uh, check out computer programs and so on. But the, some of the things that they're doing is that some of the uh, the design and test engineers are working at home, and the vehicle is at the Cape for the at the Kennedy uh, Space Center. And so a technician there will take a video camera and inspect the entire vehicle while they these engineers look at it from home and mm. can see that everything is you know still in place everything looks good for the for the storage and for the uh, transit to Mars and then the panic attack when they they it all attempts to land <laughs> right yeah. Yes, it's very tricky to land on Mars because the atmosphere is so thin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, that that is interesting, though, because, uh, again, uh, because of COVID-19, I mean, there's, uh, you know, people, and maybe especially engineers, are very clever <laughs> in uh, coming up with uh, alternative uh, solutions to, uh, you know, uh, difficult situations. So uh, I think already a lot of uh, development uh, has been going on and a lot, you know, uh, well, especially those things of, Anything that's uh, you know remote, you know, uh, you know through computers like Zoom and you know uh, things like that, it's like uh, it's just like you know going crazy. <laughs> so it's uh, really interesting to see what's going to come out of this. Yes, I have a Zoom uh, telemedicine uh, session tomorrow mm. for my semi-annual checkup. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. So. Okay, uh, anything else you have for us today? Yeah, another another thing from NASA here. We have another item. This is from NASA Marshall Space Flight Center, and they've come up with what they call carbonated cement. <laughs> it, it'll be concrete that is enriched with carbon to strengthen it. But because of the the process they use, uh, making cement is, uh, produces a lot of carbon dioxide. So they'll take that carbon dioxide and process it and generate carbon to put back into the cement to strengthen it. Hmm. And so they're looking for um, commercial companies to bring this to commercial fruition. It, it makes the concrete stronger, and also the carbon in the concrete keeps the cement from deteriorating when it's exposed to, uh, say, things like uh, road salt, if you put it in a bridge, you know, the chlorine and the road salt and, and other uh, ionic uh, agents. Hmm. So that uh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. In well, this is all interesting. It's, it is. It is. Okay. That's uh, why it's on Tech Talk. <laughs> Anything else? Yes, to wrap it up. Okay. Okay, from 
Lowborough University in the UK. The developers there have come up with using water-filled glass windows to cool or to keep the heat out from buildings in the summer and to cool them in the winter and to keep them warm in the winter. Sorry. <laughs> so it, keep, it cools them in the summer and keeps the heat in in the winter. And mm. Basically what it is, the window acts like a, a solar collector for the sunlight coming in in the summer, and you can use that to uh, heat hot water or, uh, you know, use hot water for uh, washing up and whatever. Hmm. So it's kind of an interesting concept. Obviously, you can't open the windows, but it's for, I guess, buildings with large windows that the uh, filling the water between the glass panels and, and moving it out would help keep the building cool. Although I don't know how much efficient it compares to, say, compared to putting coatings on windows that... Uh, keep the heat out in the summer and actually let it in reflected off the ground in the winter. Right there, right. there are some windows they claim that in the summer when the sun is high, certain frequencies won't come in the glass because it's coated. But when the sun's low in the winter, the heat reflecting off the ground comes in and gives you some more heating hmm. rather than uh, losing heat through the glass. Right. Yeah. Interesting. I'm kind of wondering a bit how the uh, how it works though with the, the uh, glass with the you know the water filled glass is that yeah how it works in the winter so it's just the well, same thing would, where yeah the, the heat that the heat wouldn't leak out to the to the uh, environment it'll ah, go to okay. the water and you can take that and use a heat pump to. Uh, Bring the bring the energy back into the house oh, system. I see. Okay, huh. but we'll have to see how efficient that is. Right, but it's an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so so that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Glad that, we could get together. I'm glad we could get together. Okay, so that was cousin Rick calling in from Needham, Massachusetts, with Rick's Tech Talk, a regular feature of the Newtopian Dream.